1: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The two disciples recounted what had happened and taken place on the way and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread in Emmaus. While they were still speaking about this, Jesus stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified. And thought they were seeing a ghost then he said to them why are you troubled and why do these questions arise in your hearts look at my hands and my feet that it is i myself touch me and see because a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you can see i have and as he said this he showed them his hands and his feet while they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed he asked them Have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the teachings of the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think we can all agree Jesus needed a publicity agent. You know, who says, follow me and you're going to have the cross, follow me and and your leader, Jesus himself speaking, is going to be crucified and I have to suffer. Who's going to follow that guy? We have to have our brains examined if we're going to follow a loser and Peter. Peter when he gets in front of the people after the miracle of outside the temple, he says, listen, God glorified this servant, but you decided to deny him in Pilate's presence. And he was put to death. Now, that's it. Who's going to follow this guy? But there's something he follows with, the author of life you put to death, but God raised him from the dead, and we're witnesses to this. Now, that's the key. That's the key. He rose from the dead. God raised Jesus from the dead. That's the key. Because he certainly doesn't have a great publicity agent going on before him. You ever see those commercials on TV? You know, use this particular stuff on your teeth and you'll have the whitest teeth in the world. Use this stuff on your face and you'll look 12 years younger. Use this stuff in your shoes and you'll be able to dance and jump around. Nobody ever says, hey, you're old and and you're getting wrinkly and and bent over and you're going to crouch over. Nobody says that. They say all that is gone once you use this miracle, whatever, drug, medication, facility of some sort. See, that's a good publicity agent. It's, it's baloney, but it's a good publicity agent because it drags us in. You ever taste this thing? This is the best one you ever had. You can't imagine living without it once you've tasted it. And nobody says, and once you put it in your mouth, you're going to spit it out because it tastes so unusual, so bitter. Nobody's going to say that. They'll lose sales. So we, in the 21st century, we know what it's all about. Selling a product. Did Jesus? I don't know. We'll see. As we go along through our lives, we are stuck in the spot the apostles were stuck in. We're stuck in the spot that the people of Jerusalem were stuck in. They acted out of ignorance, Peter says. Paul, excuse me, Luke's gospel. They thought they were seeing a ghost. This can't be right. They were terrified and amazed. What is this? John, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ with the Father, connection. But if we don't live in his word and act on what we say we believe, then we're not keeping his commandments and we're liars and there's no place for truth inside of us. Our world needs to know our faith. Oh, it's been preached for 2,000 years, but is it lived today by those of us who believe it? Do we really believe the resurrected Lord is with us? That when we break bread at the altar and we are having the Eucharist, do we really believe this is magic or is this the body of Christ transfigured for us? And that's the apostles' problem and dilemma. So what does just Jesus say when he appears to them? <laughs> Give me a piece of bread. Give me something to eat. Well, as you know, I, I've traveled for a few weeks in Italy and Ireland. And, and the one thing that sticks out, uh, there are many things that stick out. and Throughout the year, you'll hear more of my stories of the trip, but later. But right now, the one thing that sticks out, Eating eating. We traveled with St. Peter's group, we'd stop at these restaurants, these agriturismo restaurants, where the, the farm food comes to the table cooked, whether it was a or whether it was lamb, whatever it was, oh just thinking of it makes me salivate, and every, oh oh, we're going to eat again, oh we ate too much, but that's another story, we, we're going to eat again, and the bus would stop in front of a new restaurant or a new agriturismo, and we'd go in and we'd have a festa, and we'd giggle and talk and tell stories. Remember that? We saw this before. And then another course would come out, more eating. Another drink would come out, more drinking. And we had a good time. we got get on a bus and we fell fall asleep because we ate too much and drank too much. And then we'd go to the next tourist destination. But the eating, the eating was common to all of us. Except when Jerry got sick and he didn't eat that day, but that's another story. But the eating was common to all of us. We enjoyed it. Even if we didn't like that particular thing, you push through if you hate, you had plenty more to eat. So Jesus, Jesus knew that in some way, with or without the proper publicity agent, he knew that if he eats with us, we'll connect with him. And we connected at those tables, in various hotels, in various restaurants, we connected. And it didn't matter who you sat with because there were like 40 people on the group. Today you sit next to this and tomorrow you sit next And you don't really care because we're all sharing the same activities. We're all sharing at that point the same food. We share that morning the same tourist attraction. We went to that particular cathedral later on in the day. We shared. And that's what unites people. Eating. Now you need Italians to tell you that. That's, we, we have a corner on the market, I think, but that's all right. I'll, we'll share it. But it, no matter what, even if they have the church, I know today they have the, uh, the, um, the retreat next door, but even after Mass, we have a little cup of coffee, we have a little biscuit from the Knights of Columbus. We eat, we chat, we talk, uh, talk stories, we share things. Jesus knew that. He had, a, he had an instinct. Why? Why did he know that? Why did he have that instinct? Because he was a human being. He was son of God, but he was a human being. So he knew... If I eat with these guys, their eyes will be opened. Now, the eating had to do also had to be associated with the opening of their minds in his explanation. So it's not just eating for the sake of eating, it's eating with a purpose. So while he's eating with them, he's saying, Hey, I want you to get it straight, guys. I'm not an anomaly. It was predicted in the scriptures. Open your eyes, open your hearts, open your ears. It was predicted. Son of God, the Messiah of God, the Christ would come to earth and suffer and be rejected. It was predicted. Go through the scriptures. And that's what Peter did when he was sharing in front of the temple. It was predicted. This is not a a suddenly pop out of the sky new revelation, a new event. No, it was predicted. No one knew when it would happen. God in his time sends us his son and then it begins. Then the education begins. Then the ministry begins. Then the healing begins. Then, then the messages from God, embodied in Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, begin. And they get passed on. Now, I, I don't like death. I mean, for myself, I, I don't care. When I die, I die. I, you know, feel bad for whoever's left, because they got to go through all my junk, that's another story. But, um, but death I don't like. It hurts too many people. Two weeks, I'm going to South Jersey for a cousin's funeral. When I was in Italy, uh, uh, my, my godchild's father died. And we're going to arrange that funeral because he was cremated. But death is not comfortable. Death is painful. It's the opposite of life. It's the one thing that is the thorn in everyone's side when we experience it with our loved ones. There's nothing pleasant about it. And it hurts. And that's what God knew would be the key for us. That when death absorbed his son... He would bring him back to life. Think of that in reference to anyone that you love who has passed. Imagine the excitement and incredible experience. I can't say that word. Imagine what would go on inside of us if the person we mourn and we think of who has died comes back and says, give me something to eat. I got to tell you a story, Um, only because it 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 involves eating. My mother was dying. We knew she was in the hospital. I went, my father went, we were all outside the room. My brother was late in coming, but she was still with us. And he's, of course, destroyed. He goes in and she says, she's dying. I mean, her last breath was going to come in a few minutes. And she says to him, and he, he comes out and he says, I, I, I don't believe what mom just said to me. Now we're all ears. I said, Michael, what'd she say? I just came from work. She's in bed. She's dying. You know what she said to me? Did you eat? <laughs> Propia rose. That's rose. That Because she fed us. And she knew the, the ministry of food at the kitchen table. The experience of eating together and how important it was. Yeah, it maintains the body, but it maintains the spirit. And Jesus says, give me something to eat. And then their minds are opened. And we continue that openness as we come to the Eucharist and we read about Jesus and our ancestors and how they were just not not believing this. But once they ate with him, once the Holy Spirit inspired and opened their minds, they believed. And then the work began, the mission, to accept the reality that the Christ would suffer, and in his name, we are all witnesses to his ministry, to the ends of the earth. When we leave here, We're witnesses. Believe and live. And live and believe. Live so well that we make our neighbors, our strangers, every person we come in contact with, believe. Because of the value of our faith in us. The faith that we have in the risen Lord. Happy Easter
0: you know a spot but not just a spot the spot actually with the all-new Nissan Frontier you know a bunch of them but the key to these great spots Being able to reach them in the first place, your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too.